The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and we have a QB controversy for sure. (laughs) We're going to hit on that and the performance of our team so far on this show. Show 382. All right, Raider Nation on this show, we will have Raiders drop to 75. It's interesting to see what the coach has done, manipulating injured players. We'll take a look at it. Post game for the Bears. I don't even know what a <laughs> what a post game for the Bears would be like. I guess I got to make one. It's not pretty. Pre-game for the C. Yucks. You know, those pesky sea chicken fans, they're really something. I got to talk about that at least. Then we'll hit the bone line, wrap it up, because the regular season is right around the freaking corner. So whatever happens, Raider Nation, this is a rebuilding year. We just got to live with it. <laughs> Focho! Before I get into that first story, I got to just say, you know, it's amazing to me how many (laughs) sports, um, you know, shows in general, uh, major sports shows are just picking and drooling and licking the ass of the Bronco hose. They have been declared Super Bowl champions already. It's funny to me. I want us all to remember this time of year. Uh, I don't want them to come near the Super Bowl, but I, I I just hope that they're all wrong. They also say the Chargers are next, and we are, of course, where do you think we are? That's right. We're dead last. Well, that's okay. No expectations are right with me. I really think this team is going to surprise some people on some of these games we're supposed to lose. All right, let's work this first story. The Raiders. They dropped to 75, and uh, we're going to talk about that right now. Well, the Raiders dropped to 75. Uh, On Tuesday, they put Miles Burris on reserve uh, PUP list. Now, he's had trouble with his knee, but evidently he's doing pretty good. I'm hearing that he might even play this year. I'm I'm really excited about that. That's the guy that we had really playing for us hard last season. And I think his addition in the defense will improve our run defense immensely. So, Miles, I hope he comes back, but uh, they're not sure. So, let's just hope he comes back. He's a great player. He's got a great heart, and he's got great instincts, as we all know. Cecilio Hansen also. Latavius Murray, all placed on injured reserve. 
And on Sunday, they cut Cribs, Keenan Clayton. Uh, let's see, who else? John Hose, Trey Sessions, and Alex Parsons, which I'm kind of surprised. Eric Har- Harper and Sam McGuffey, which I was hoping was going to be our Wes Welker. All those guys were cut. Now, there's another big cut coming. Um, but here's an interesting thing that that uh, I noticed, that they still got Marquette King and Chris Cleary are both still battling it out for the kicker. I'm telling me, I like this Marquette King kid. <laughs> I hope he gets it. If he does, he'll be with our team for many years to come. I like his style. He's a great guy. Not to say that Cluey's not a great guy. I just think he's got, well, too many issues, if you know what I'm saying. Let's listen to Coach Allen. He's going to tell you from the horse's mouth. All right, guys, just a little update on the injury front right now. Uh, Lucas Nix uh, kind of banged knees yesterday a little bit, so he, he wasn't able to make it all the way through practice today. Uh, and then Janikowski's got a right calf strain uh, that – it's not going to be any issue, but we won't kick him in the game this week. Uh, so we signed Justin Medlock uh, to come in and kick in the game. And then uh, we got Rod Streeter back out of practice today. What uh, um, the guys that were placed on the IR, Miles, can you go over each of those guys and what happened, especially with Latavius, because it didn't sound like his was... Well, uh, Hosilio got a groin in the, in the game the other day. And uh, uh, after going back and looking at the MRI, you know, it, it looked like a pretty significant injury. Uh, and so uh, we made the decision to go ahead and put him on IR. Uh, Latavius, again, with the with the scope. It was just a deal where his, his ankle wasn't – it wasn't getting better. We wanted to go ahead and do the scope, and, and uh, uh, we felt like the best thing to do for him was to go ahead and put him on, on IR. Um, uh, Miles just – he's doing a lot better right now. Um, but I think we want to see – you know, we want to see how he continues to to get better uh, before we go ahead and activate him. I mean, you know, listen, the, the you you only get 53 spots, you know, and you got to make sure that you're making the right decisions. And and uh, uh, sometimes those are tough things when you have injured players. Coach, with Murray going on injured reserve, uh, can you talk a little bit about the backup running back situation? Well, uh, right now we have uh, Rashad Jennings and Jeremy Stewart. I think both those guys have done a pretty good job this preseason. It'll be another opportunity for them on Thursday night to. Uh, to go out and improve their worth, and, and uh, we'll get another evaluation on them. You're a defensive coach. Everybody makes – there's no question you can't, and particularly the NFL, can't play football without a quarterback. But it seems to me you can't play football if you can't stop the other team. And that's been a regular problem in the last three or four years. The other team just gets the ball, holds it, and you never get it back. I mean, is there – do you see – the, the defense getting better, and is that like number one if you were to rate things that must improve? Well, yeah, we, we've got to play better better defense, uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, that's been a point of emphasis. That was one of the things that we tried to do personnel-wise during the offseason is try to improve the personnel on the defensive side of the football. Uh, we feel like we've done that. Um, you know, and there's been some times where we've executed some things in the preseason. Uh, but we, we've got to we've got to play better, and we've got to do a better job. And there's still a lot of things uh, that that we're going to try to do schematically that we haven't uh, that we haven't done in the preseason. 
the basis for preseason is to make sure we get a good evaluation on what these guys can do, uh, and 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 it's a lot more. Uh, it's a little bit more vanilla. It's a little bit more plain uh, than what we'll do in the regular season. Well, we're gonna have to cut to fifty three soon. That's why uh, everyone's gonna play extra time in this last game, which is not usual uh, for your starters. But we got a young team; they need to play. So that's where we are in the roster. It's going to change, and we're going to have our final 53 before you know it for sure. Well, we knew the Bears were tough, but, man, we didn't know how not tough we were. This is a post game, I guess. It's going to be short. <laughs> what can I say? But not much. Five sacks on uh, Flynn. As a quarterback, I just don't think there's a lot of consensus about keeping this guy. Big question mark in the Raider Nation. Well, not really. You could see the entire team raised to the occasion when Terrell Pryor took the field. It seems to me that the players want to play for this guy. Flynn, the wet noodle, I want to call him, has tendonitis. Yeah. He hasn't even thrown the ball enough to have tendonitis. He should have asinitis because he's been on his ass more than he's thrown the ball, it seems to me. What do you know about Matt Flynn and what kind of confidence do you have in, in him as an NFL quarterback? You know, I don't think anybody really knows a whole bunch of, of Matt Flynn and who he is and, and what he's going to be. I think what I've seen with Matt Flynn is I've seen a solid quarterback, uh, a guy that you know can work the underneath part of, uh, of the field that can make the efficient throws. But I think anytime you're a starting quarterback in the National Football League, if you're going to help your team win, and especially a team that struggled like Oakland that doesn't necessarily have all the pieces, you have to be a guy that makes those extra plays, a, a guy that can you know, make things out of nothing, guys that can make those tight throws down the field that really flip the course of a game. And that, to me, is, is a huge question mark with Matt Flynn. I, I haven't seen him play enough. I don't know what he's going to, to be like, how he's going to react in those critical situations when those big throws are, are there, that maybe a tight throw down the field that's going to dictate whether they win a game or lose a game. I don't know how he's going to respond in those situations. And until I do, it's hard to really know what you have in a quarterback. I and mean, we can look at all the physical talent and, you know, and completion percentage and all that, but I believe what separates – Average quarterbacks from good and great quarterbacks is the ability to make those critical plays, you know, when the pressure's on or when your team has to have it. And, you know, there's just not enough of a track record, in my opinion, uh, to know enough about Matt Flynn at this point. Well, how about this? We know their offensive line is not going to be great. And I get people <laughs> calling me all the time going, well, if, if, if a guy's going to run for his life, you might as well play Terrell Pryor. How do you feel about that when people say, hey, bad offensive line, it could be rough, might as well have the super athlete in there? Well, you know, I think you know, it depends on, on the approach that you take. I still am a believer that in the NFL, you have to be able to throw to win. 
Now, you might win a game or two with some sort of a read option and dominate the running game and, you know, those kinds of things. But I still believe that you have to be able to throw in the pocket. And I like what Terrell Pryor's done more in that read option and making plays with his feet. Um, you know, but the biggest question is, is he ready from a passing standpoint that if a team does take away that athleticism, that he still has a chance to win games for you right now. And, you know, I think everything that I've heard, and again, I'm only speaking on what I've heard, I haven't had a chance to really see him all that much, is that he's just not there yet as a passer, that he's got to develop, you know, a la a Tim Tebow, that, you know, when those teams shut that down, you know, that aspect of the game, what do you have? What can you bring to the table? Because, you know, teams are going to figure out a way to slow that down, and I think that's why we saw – RG3 and Russell Wilson and Colin have so much success last year is because, yeah, they could run and make those plays, but when teams took that away, man, they had the ability to burn you from inside the pocket. And that becomes that added dimension that helps teams win games in the National Football League that you can't win just being one-dimensional. Well, let's end on this, because you played for the greatest show on turf. You guys lit up the scoreboard like a Christmas tree. It was unbelievable. I just feel bad for you that you didn't get to play during this era of football, because what a read-option quarterback you would have been. I know. I I would have been dangerous. (laughs) Dual dual threat. You know, back in the day, I just had to live off my arm. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, you live and learn. That's what it's about. Sometimes you miss, uh, you miss your era a little bit. <laughs> Always great having you on. Love watching you, of course, on the NFL Network, and we'll talk to you soon. Be well. All right, great. Thanks a lot. I don't know about this Flynn decision. Another one of Reggie's, well, questionable picks. Um, you know, he was touted as the guy, supposed to be the guy, great guy in camp, but there was just something about him. And it wasn't just me. I mean, (laughs) there's a lot of people that uh, weren't sure about him. But now you can see that he has feet of stone. The guy can't see the rush. He gets sacked. He doesn't run the ball with confidence. He's scared. That sums up Matt Flynn. He's terrified of the game behind this offensive line we have, which is horrible. But in this game, there were six total uh, sacks and he took five of them. Terrell Pryor drove the field, drove the, the team down the field, scored a touchdown with a pass and a run as well. I'm telling you, pretty obvious that we should have Terrell Pryor as our starter, but we'll know because he's going to start the Seattle game. Jerry Rice with us. Uh, 95-7 the game. Again, he's going to be with Buker and Townie every Thursday at 5.05 starting next week. And, Jerry, very curious quarterback situation with the Raiders. They brought in Matt Flynn, gave him $6.5 million, and Terrell Pryor right now is poised to take the job. Pryor's going to start this week. Flynn is out with tendonitis. The Raiders haven't said who the starter is. My question for you, how disruptive can that be to a team? How important is it for the Raiders to get that settled, who the starter is, who the quarterback is, as soon as possible? They need to get that done as quickly as possible so these players know exactly who they're going to battle with. And, you know, Flynn, uh, ever since he had that awesome game uh, with the Green Bay Packers, then he goes to Seattle. He's supposed to be the guy there. Uh, things didn't work out for him. Then prior, uh, you know, what he's capable of doing, uh, very uh, elusive on the football field, can run the ball and can make plays, uh, you know, out of the pocket. But – as a teammate, you want to know 
exactly who's going to be behind center. So you can start making that preparation. So they have to make that decision, and they're probably going to make that decision uh, this last uh, exhibition game. Now, continuing with this note of this game, the defensive line again, I mean, gave the quarterback a carte blanche uh, day at the beach, per se, until later in the game they picked it up and did some pretty good things. Uh, that was the third string, second string combination of guys. But um, the defensive line is concerning, to say the very least. Uh, it's a young team. You know, we're going to have to do some building. Defensive backs look very good. D.J. Hayden looked very good. Uh, C.O. Moore continues to grow. So we have a lot of good things. We have a great bunch of safeties uh, that are that are strong and that and can do a pretty good job of covering if we get any pressure <laughs> on the quarterback ever. You know, Lamar Houston's doing his best, but, man, he's going to have to have some damn help up there. And I really don't know what they're going to do, but this is kind of the marshmallow defense. We'll have to look and see. But for this game, another, you know, dreadful uh, defensive showing as far as the first team goes, as far as giving the quarterback an opportunity uh, to sit back there and make a sandwich and then make a pass. So, you know, the kickers, uh, pretty pretty close to the same. Uh, Marquette King kind of blew a hold. That's why Janikowski missed the field goal. It wasn't Jano's fault. It was the holder uh, holding the ball in the dirt. You know, the only dirt field in the NFL. Don't get me freaking started here on that whole thing. So, <laughs> okay, well, shit. The Oakland Raiders need to have a new stadium, okay? That's the call. That's the team. And Oakland better move their ass or else they're moving. That's all there is to it. They got no damn choice. Oakland, the ball is Oakland's court. There's no doubt. And there's no word out of the city about anything. Not a, not a whisper about the Raiders staying there. It's concerning. And, well, I wish they'd get their shit together because this is the last year we have a contract. And then after this year, man, you just never know. And that's the only rant I'm going to go on. But, hey, man, don't I wouldn't put it back Mark, past Mark Davis to move the team. Not at all. And Oakland better keep the damn team because they need that revenue in a huge way. And that is the Bears game, basically. Uh, we learned a lot of lessons there, I hope, uh, and our team improved a little bit, I hope. Like I said, and I will continue to say, I don't have a lot of expectations of this team, which is okay. I just want them to play hard and play for 60 minutes and not give up because if we get a team that does that, then next year we'll have better players with the same attitude and things will have to improve fall show and that is all i have to say about that welcome to seattle home of the seattle seahawks where the 12th man is alive and in the building get 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 to hawking if you ain't a seahawks fan get to walking all right well it's time to go to the great white north and play the Seahawks. <laughs> this is for all the Seahawks fans, men, women, and children that make up the 12th man. 
I gotta tell you, man, there's something about the sea chicken fan that blows my mind. They are very serious. When you see the game, you'll see that they wish they were silver and black because they sure as hell try to be. They are bad to the bone. They have an attitude. They got a lot of smack they like to talk. Uh, but they ain't got no ring either, so they could just shut up until they pick one up, if you know what I'm saying. But the Sea Chicken fan, it's off the chain, man. They're out of control. They got no right for nothing. They have a great team, and they have had one for a couple of seasons now, and they're on a damn roll. They got one of the most vicious defenses in the league. The vicious, I say. The most tenacious, the most attitude hell. The last game they played against the uh, Green Bay Packers, they got 186 yards and penalties. 186 yards and penalties. That's from being aggressive. A lot of those were 15-yarders, folks, and it's preseason. And they Carroll made no doubt about it. He said, we want to win every game. We don't care. We want to win. Winning is an attitude. Folks, they're going to come after us. And they're going to come after us hard. This team better be ready for everything that the Seattle Seacocks have to give us. I think that they'll play their first string for a very short time. But they're going to come after us all game long. And we better be ready for it. Menelik Watson starting uh, left tackle for the first time in his life. He's played 19 games in his life. He is a physical phenom. But let's all remember that Valdir was not supposed to be successful either. And look where we are without him. Uh, Tom Cable did a great job of getting that kid. And I think Menelik Watson's going to be just like him. He has a great body type, long arms. He's got all the tools. He just does not have the experience. And boy, is he going to get it in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, watch for Menelik Watson to learn a lot of lessons. Now, they have him on the left side, I think, because Terrell Pryor likes to roll to his right. He's a roll-to-the-right kind of quarterback. A lot of his, his, his great escapes go to the right and be ready for Seattle to be ready for that as well. They're going to seal that edge and try to keep Terrell Pryor pinned in the middle and make him become a pocket passer. That we cannot have happen. That right side of our line better hold their ass, and they hold everything else for that matter. Lincoln Kennedy joining us now. Lincoln, how you doing, sir? Good morning, gentlemen. How the hell are you? Doing, I'm doing great. great. Glad to have you with us, as always. Uh, we've been asking, we've been debating it back and forth, and we asked uh, our listeners, I want to ask you, what are the best-case scenarios and the worst-case scenarios for the Raiders if Terrell Pryor is your starting quarterback moving forward? The best case scenario is that you sell tickets, um, the offense shows a little bit of explosiveness, and you might be able to win uh, one or two games. That's the best case scenario? Well, I mean, in, in the sense that, look, it, 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 I, I think at this point, guys, what's, what's, what's hard for me is I've watched TP uh, prior practice, and, I, and I've seen some of his development. And I think he, has, he still has some, some strides to make. But I do think his escapability might aid him with the fact that the offensive line is very porous. Um, you put Matt Flynn back there, he's a, you know, a pocket passer, he gets hurt, then you're down to one quarterback and you're forced to start Pryor. However, you know, Pryor's flaws 
what I've noticed him is that he tends to eyeball his receiver where he's going, which is a no-no. And really, you know, they haven't really been exposed to, you know, deep blitz package uh, that you'll see in regular season. So, you know, it's anyone's guess on how his decision-making is going to be going there. So I just think you play you play a very bad game when you think uh, and you over you overthink things as far as preseason goes because some guys don't uh, some guys coaches prepare for it other coaches don't. Hey Lincoln, what is the? Can you lend some insight as to what's going on inside the Raiders locker room right now with the players? Is there discussion over who's going to start, or they're kind of? coalitions building and a consensus among the team as to who they want, you know what I mean? How does that get discussed internally when you still are talking about two teammates? Well, here's the thing. You're talking about a team that does not have notable stars, a lot of notable stars in a locker room. Um, you're talking about a receiving core that's trying to make its way. Everybody's trying to make a, you know, make a name for themselves. You're talking about the, the quarterback indecisiveness, but, you know, if you're Dennis Allen and the staff, and you, and you know that, you know, the, there, were, there really wasn't a quarterback controversy, um, early in camp. It was going to be Matt Flynn's job, but since the offensive line has performed as poorly as they have, you, you kind of have to do something different. I mean, there, <laughs> these are questions that guys don't necessarily answer in the locker room because there's so much uncertainty. Now guys just want to just want to have confidence. They want to win football games, and they're looking. They're hoping that the staff puts the best team out there. Former Raiders offensive tackle Lincoln Kennedy joining us, and we're talking about Terrell Pryor, who came in and led four scoring drives for the Oakland Raiders. Now, Lincoln, how much of Terrell Pryor's success on Friday night can be attributed to the fact that he came in after the Bears had this game well in hand, and then in the second half he was playing against their second string defense? See, that's the difficult part. I mean, you've seen him a couple times in the last couple of games look very impressive. But then you have to take in consideration how much did they, how much did the, uh, the Bears game plan for him? How much did they just throw a vanilla package? The backups that you're probably not going to see in a regular season. You know, a lot of times fans get lulled to sleep when they see somebody come out there in the preseason and light it up. And then in the regular season, they seem to wet themselves and be like, wait a minute, what happened? What, what happened to that guy? Well, you got to realize where the, the terms and in, in what you're looking at. Preseason, exactly that. Preseason. And as I said before, some game, co- some coaches game plan for it and some don't. Um, you, you really can't take that to the bank and say that's for sure what's going to happen in the regular season. But I will say this with a big but. You know, TP, so the prior has uh, you know, electrified the crowd when it's really been down. When this team has been shut out and has been embarrassed on TV, he's come in and made some plays. There might be something to say about that as far as generating some interest in a team. Let's be honest, it's going to be hard for them to find a whole lot of wins. Um, if things don't come together and come together rather quickly. What were your thoughts on uh, DJ Hayden getting back on the field for the first time in almost a year? Well, this is, this is one of the greatest stories I ever had a chance to witness firsthand, and, and I was thoroughly impressed with him. Um, it, it doesn't look like the kid lost a step um, from college, and, and his excitement, his enthusiasm is going to feed into a secondary, which I think is going to be one of the strengths for the Oakland Raiders. We're going to see a lot more of Menelik Watson at apparently the left tackle position. I right. mean, what does that mean for the Raiders when you've got a guy who's he's never played left tackle before at a high level and he is going to be given a chance to start at that position? Well, I tell you what, in talking with uh, you know McKenzie and some of the staff over there, they're really high on him. 
Um, I know he doesn't have a lot of experience at, at, at playing the game, but, you know, he's got the intangibles. And, and sometimes, you know, I, I've always thought when it comes to offensive linemen and you use high draft choice on offensive linemen, don't try to sit them, wait them in the wings, and, and hope they'll get some experience. you got to throw them in the fire. you got to let them know exactly what it was. When I first came in um, uh, in, into the league, I was put at guard just to get on the football field and learn the speed of the game that way. Yes, it's not an ideal situation, but it's a situation out of necessity. The fact that he's going to be playing left tackle, and, of course, he gets his first start this Thursday night against Seattle in Seattle, which is, hey, you want, you want to put any more intangibles against a kid? I mean, there's no, there's no bigger fire to throw than that. Yeah. <laughs> But um, but but you know what? You see how he handles himself, and you see what you have made out of because Valdez is going to be down for the next couple of months. I said this on the post game show, and I still feel this way that the Raiders defense should all be buying Terrell Pryor dinner or beers or whatever it is that he wants because his performance uh, took all the talk away from their poor performance right. on Friday night. I mean, Matt Forte ran all over him. Jay Cutler chopped him up to the point where he stopped trying. He's he stopped setting his feet to make throws. He was so confident in the fact that uh, this this defense couldn't get to him. Is there any glimmer of hope? Is there any bright spot along that front seven for the Raiders? I'm, I'm hoping to see something. I mean, again, I think this preseason has already been two or three games too long for the Raiders. I'm hoping to see something in regular season. Um, I know it's going to be a long year. I know they're just going to have to take their lumps. But I'm hoping to find somebody who's able to come available and, and, and get a pass rush. Um, I don't want to get in a, the, the Giovanni, Javavi, Javion Clowney uh, sweepstakes with the Jaguars just yet, so I'm not even thinking like that. I'm hoping that I can see something. I, I, it has yet to be seen in preseason, is my point, and I'm hoping that maybe we can see some glimmer of it come pretty soon before the season starts. I guess that's where I want to go, uh, Lincoln. Is there any scenario you can envision, whether it's it's chemistry or the team coming together or maybe just a couple breaks, where halfway through the season, maybe we're looking at the Raiders and saying, "This team ain't, you know, this team ain't bad. They're winning some games. They got a shot at it." Well, I, it's 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 hard to visual visualize right now because there's so many things that haven't happened. The defense hasn't been able to get off the field. They haven't really been able to slow down. And, and if you look at their schedule and look at some of the teams they're going to face, well, they're facing some pretty darn good quarterbacks. So if you, and offenses, so if you can't get off the field now in preseason, what does that leave you for the regular season? I mean, I'm an optimistic person and I, I want to think the best of the team, uh, especially being on the sidelines and watching them this year. So I'm, I'm hoping that something comes together. I just haven't seen it yet. Maybe Dennis Allen pulls something out, um, that we hadn't exposed or uh, that he's got in works for him. They've got to find a way to put pressure on the quarterback. The safeties are, the secondary is going to be exposed if they don't get any pressure on them. Um, and, and I don't think they really want to do that as well. That's former Raiders great Lincoln Kennedy. You can hear him right here on 95.7 The Game as part of our Raiders coverage. You'll hear him over on our sister station, K-Fox, on the sidelines, and, of course, on the post game as well. Lincoln, always, always great to talk to you, and we'll check in again soon. Sounds good, fellas. Appreciate it. I do not expect a great running game. We haven't had a great running game. I don't know if they're just holding back the offensive line or – trying to have some surprise during regular season, but the surprise to me is there's absolutely no crease, there's no hole, there's nothing, and there hasn't been nothing for quite some time in the first-string offensive line. Uh, Darren McFadden has not really produced. I don't expect him to even play. He might for one or two downs, but, you know, (laughs) 
They should not let him play this game. They should just save him for the first game and just ride him the rest of the way because with Latavius Murray out, you know, we're going to have Rashad Jennings as our backup running back. I think he's okay. I don't think he's that big a deal. I think uh, Latavius would have been a better option, but there we go with the injury bug. It happens. Former Pro Bowl running back. He played for the Niners and the Raiders. Charlie Garner is here on 95.7 The Game. Charlie, great to speak with you. How's life these days? Uh, life is good. Life, I can't complain at all, man. <laughs> uh, I've been up a little longer than you guys have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As we try to wake up here. Hey, Charlie, all off season, Flynn, Pryor, Pryor, Flynn. It's been a lot of who will be the QB talk here with the Oakland Raiders. For the offensive players, how difficult do you think that is to really not know who the guy is this late in the preseason? Oh, I was I was just sitting here thinking that to myself out loud, man. Um, it, it has to be disturbing to the to the receivers as well as the, as the running back because you want to build that continuity. With, with with your hands and, and with your signal callings and, and those guys getting used to your voice inflections at the line. I mean, it's it's going to be a little difficult for those guys to make that adjustment, but they're all professionals and pros, and they've been working with them both consistently for a while now. But at the same time, you really would want to have that continuity going into the first game of the season. Charlie, is it a little bit strange that going into year six, a lot of people still don't know what they think about Darren McFadden? Year six, well, I mean... <laughs> He's a very explosive back. It's just it's, there hasn't been a lot of consistency out there for him as well. So, I mean, he's been having some growing pains, and you go through growing pains as, as being a high draft pick and a lot of expectations being placed on you, especially being in an environment like the Oakland Raiders and that, and that, that organization and that fan base. So, I mean, the, the expectations are set, set high for that young man. But, I mean, I, I think he's a, he's a hell of a football player and a running back, and and placed in the right situation, he'll be very productive because, I mean, he's had some great games out there and, and some real nice seasons. He just been, hadn't been able to stay healthy, and that's just been a knock, and I know what that knock is like, and I know he's anxious to shed that. He was having some trouble going from the man-to-man, straight-ahead power-blocking scheme to a zone scheme. There's talk of them going back. How difficult is it for a running back to switch between the zone blocking and a straight-ahead approach? It is. Well, you, you, first of all, you may have to step back two or three yards if you're just going straight ahead. And then with that zone approach, they want you to slow yourself down and your momentum down and, and be available to, to press it onside or, uh, or have the vision to cut back. And, and some running backs, aren't. That, that's not their strong suit. The, the zone block is you, you have to have a, a, a guy that really has vision of the whole football field so he can be able to see those cutback lanes or have patient enough to, to, to press it onside to set up the cutback block. And you know, sometimes that, that guy just wants to hit it and get it, and, and that's where he comes from, and that's, and that's the nature of the success he's had in the league, and I'm pretty sure that's the way he wants to go back to. Charlie, there's a lot of conversation right now about the, uh, the Raiders' offensive line troubles, and in fact, tomorrow night in the last preseason game, they're going to start a pure rookie at left tackle at the blind side, and we talk an awful lot about how that affects the quarterback, but what about a rookie or an uncertain situation at left tackle? How does that affect the running back? Oh, it affects the running back because now you have to – they're in the meeting room right now telling him to chip before he goes, gets out into his route. And now when you have to chip that defensive end, you still have to mind your protection as a, as a pass blocker, be it that safety that's walking down on the other side or that linebacker that's coming front side that you still may have to pick up. So, yeah, it, it adds a lot more to the, to the equation that you have to do. So, I mean, you, 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 but that's part of the game, and, and you accept that. And, and if it's part of the success of the team, then you do that as well. So, I mean, yeah, it takes away from you. So 
Like I said, when you when you're changing up a lot of things and 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 the line isn't consistent and, and you, you think you're thinking about going back to another running scheme, I mean that weighs into a running back's head as well. So you 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 have to know that if you give this guy some consistency and keep his head straight, then you know he'll 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 produce for you. But if you have him thinking all the time instead of reacting, he, he he's just going to be a shell of himself out there. Charlie, really appreciate you coming on the show. Great stuff. We're wishing uh, you the best. No problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You guys be safe out there. Thanks, California Charlie. California love. You bet. No yes, you. yes, you, always. So Seattle is going to be an amazingly huge, difficult game for this Raider organization, Raider team. They are going to have to strap it up, baby, and our team's going to have to come out with an insane attitude. I look for them to come out mean and pissed off because if they don't come out that way, man, Seattle's going to chew us up and spit our shit right out. So let's just hope that Allen has a plan to survive for survival because Terrell Pryor is going to play most of the game. Hope we don't get hurt. Uh, we're going to have a lot of players. Menelik Watson, he's going to play the whole game. Uh, C.O. Moore, he'll play the whole game. D.J. Hayden, he'll play the whole game. All these young players that the coach needs to have experience behind, they're going to play and they're going to play every down. So that's, I think, a good thing for our players. Uh, you know, look, folks, I don't expect us to go to the playoffs. I hope we win six games. I pray we win six games. I'm looking at four or five, really, honestly. And if we can do that, I'll be pretty happy because the team is so young. There's lack of experience. There's a lot to learn out there on that football field, and these kids are going to learn it this season. It's good. It's a learning season. We all have to take a deep breath, including me. <gasps> and then just realize this is a team in progress. It's a team moving forward, and we'll have to see. I mean, there's questions that need to be answered, and they will be answered by the end of this season on all kinds of fronts. From Reggie McKenzie, Mark Davis, where the Raiders going to go? Are they going to stay? There's a lot to go on here in 2013. And so this game is going to show us a lot about who we are. If we play the whole 60 minutes and put that kind of effort in, I will be a happy fan, even if we lose, because this is the kind of tenacity we need. They better come out pissed off. I'm telling you right now, it must be so. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, Raider Nation, it is time for my favorite, and I'm sure yours as well. The bone line is up. It's ready. You're ready. Uh, there was a whole lot of interesting calls, and this is my favorite bunch, so let's check them out. I want to remind everyone to check out RaiderNationPodcast.com and look at the site. It's awesome. Randy is all over it. The news, anything you want, videos, and the like on us and all of our foes in the AFC West are there. Check it out. All right, let's get to the phones. All right, who's the first caller on the line but 
my very good friend and a very good Raider fan, pretty smart guy, Raider Chongo. What is up, my man? Raider Greg, Raider Andy, Raider Nation. This is Raider Chongo. Uh, it's been a while since I called in. I'm calling right after uh, your Saints post game, and I'm doing it on purpose. I want to call in before the Saint, uh, before the Bears game, and I'm going to say something very, very simple. So when you hear this after the Bears game, you heard it first, well, second for me. You're going to see something very, very similar to what happened with the Saints. might not be quite as bad, but it's going to be similar, and I'll tell you why. Because all the callers on the bone line the last podcast drove me crazy, a lot of emotional reactions. I get it. But I'm someone that takes the time, and I go and I chart the game. All right? I actually go through all the plays, all the stuff, I write notes, the whole nine yards. So what I noticed in two games, the offensive line and the quarterback didn't make a single line shift. Not a line audible, nothing. They didn't take the time to point out the Mike linebacker. You're going to sit there and say, well, why does that matter? Because it designs and sets up the blocking scheme. So when they see the blitz or anything like that, the line knows how to compensate for something. If that's not happening, then they're not going to know how to react to a blitz. Now, a lot of people are, are you know, because Jared Valdir went down, a lot of people are worried. If you go back and watch the Saints game, Jared, having Valdir would only have helped in one instance. All the other sacks wouldn't have mattered. And it was the one where Barone gets beat by Cameron Jordan around the end. The other four sacks wouldn't have mattered because they were all missed blocks because there were no sight adjustments done. This team has been extremely vanilla, and they're going to be vanilla against the Bears. And the reason is because Dennis Allen, the rest of his coaching staff, wants to throw this team in the deep end and watch them swim. They want to challenge them to the max, give them as limited tools as possible, just let them go out there and play. And if bad things happen and they see bad tape, well, you go to the classroom and you point it out because that's how you learn. They haven't shown anything. People are worried about the defensive line and the pass rush. Have you seen a single major blitz? No. Only a couple of times has Tarver even set five-man blitzes. He has, I don't think he's done one six-man blitz. I have to go back over my notes. Go watch when they finally got a little bit of competent corner play at the end of last season. They were bringing six-man blitzes all the time. And that's what you're going to see from Tarver starting week one. And he doesn't, hasn't done a single thing. It's going to remind you of Rob Ryan because that's the way he rolls. All right? And all you people that are absolutely going, uh, you know, just like bashing the offensive scheme with Flynn on the dink and dunk, just remember, Olsen is a guy who, he's a protege of John Gruden. That's the offense you're going to see. It's going to be a West Coast offense. It's going to be short passing game. All right? And, you know, oh, well, we should have kept him prior longer in the Saints game. I mean, really? Pryor didn't do anything either. Rob Ryan shut him down. He did not do anything. The only real play he made got called back on a holding call. All right? Like, I just calm down and wait to the regular season. We haven't seen anything from this team, and they're doing it on purpose. It doesn't have anything to do with the health of the offensive and defensive lines. They're not showing anything. Yes, am I a little worried? Of course. But what's going to happen, there's sick Metallic Watson, the left tackle, and I think you're going to see some pretty decent line play, especially when they start making decent audibles. You see Pat Sims, Van Flocker back. Look, this team's not going to be great. They're not going to go to the playoffs. They're not going to win a Super Bowl. I think they're only going to win six games. That's pretty modest. I'm not a crazy fan who thinks they're going to the Super Bowl. They're only going to win six games, you know, right around there. But 
you know, they're not going to be the disasters you saw in this preseason. I mean, people just need to calm down and relax. People are wondering, oh, why didn't we pick up Stanzu Tulele? So, because DJ Hayden was the best person on the board. He was the highest graded. That's how you build a team with the best players not drafting for, for positions. Look, guys, I'm out. My only suggestion is just be patient. Wait and see what happens. Don't judge too much in the preseason. All right? I understand the frustration. Just be patient. All right? Like I said, it's Raider Chongo, and I'm out. Well, I feel better already, don't you? Ah! I do. You make some very valid points. Very much so. I just don't think that they would put, you know, their expensive quarterback Flynn behind a line that's not going to protect him and let him get nailed five times. I think there's there should have been a couple of change of protections. Uh, I just think the offensive line is missing blocks, man. I I just think they're missing blocks. I I hope you're right. I hope you're right, but I don't. Uh, I don't know, man. I think that they have to practice these things, and you should see something. Uh, you should see some kind of some some hint of a successful offensive line play. So I hope you're right. I'm I'm banking on it actually, and so we'll see when Indianapolis shows up or we show up there. And uh, that's a good team, and it'll be a great challenge for our team. And I hope you're right, man, because if it happens that way. Uh, Chongo, you to man. Thanks for the call, man. And now, my really favorite pat. This guy's had a lot of passion, man. I love Raider Grant, man, because you could just feel this guy's passion. This is Raider Grant from Salem, Oregon. Man, I love this guy. Listen to what he's got to say. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Grant up here in Salem, Oregon. I'm just calling because I'm fucking pissed. I wait all week to watch my boys play. Even if it's the preseason, I wait all fucking week to watch the Raiders play, the Bears. My stepbrother's a big Bears fan, but, of course, I'm a big Raider fan. We waited all week, and guess what? Instead of showing the Raiders first and second, second string starters in the first half of the game, we get to sit here on NFL Network and listen to the goddamn fucking punks on that station talk shit about the Raiders while the game's in progress. Up here in the Northwest, the Green Bay-Seattle game's shown on a whole other station. So instead of them showing the fucking Raiders from the game, hype start, opening of the game, they wait. They're sitting there and bashing the Raiders, telling us fucking how poor we are. Yeah, we know, motherfuckers. We want to watch the game. You know, I'm so sick of this shit, dude. I hate living in the goddamn Northwest for this reason because the fucking Seahawks suck my dick. And I don't want to watch the Seahawks. Who do you think I want to watch? And I got to listen to these assholes on fucking NFL.com to sit here and fucking bash my Raiders before I even get a fucking watch them play. It's pathetic. I'm so sick of this shit. Well, there you have it. Uh, you can understand the brother. I told you those Seacock fans are brutal. And yes, you know what, man, Raider Grant, we get, you know, our fair share of horse shit right here in the Bay Area, Bay Area local sports. There's a ton of haters here, brother. Don't worry about it. Relax. Consider the source. Someday we're going to be beating everybody's ass. We're going to be kicking them all over 
everybody's going to hate us, and you, my friend, will be one happy mofo that is for show. So chill, man. It's coming. And our next caller in Orange County, right behind the Orange Curtain. I used to live there. Yes, I understand. I know you do, too. What's up, my brother? <laughs> oh, my God. AC Raider, man, here out in Orange County watching this Bears game. Are you guys fucking kidding me? This is what the fuck they're going to put on the goddamn field? I'm going to give a fuck, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. Your boy, Matt Flynn, fucking sucks. You guys ride his jock. He's the next coming to Plunkett. He is not. Your fucking head coach, Dennis Allen, is a fucking Boy Scout. He does not know what the fuck he's doing. He's nervous. It shows in his face. These guys are not ready to play pro football. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know what's going to happen. These guys will be lucky to win two games this year. AC Raiders stands for AC stands for Harley Davidson. I'm going to be riding my damn motorcycle a lot more on Sunday and sit back watching these goddamn losers. They're the most undisciplined, out of shape. I don't give a damn if this is fucking a preseason. This is week three, almost like a dress rehearsal. Jeez. Oh, my God, man. I'm out, man. I'm, I, I'm just sick of this bullshit. Everyone's saying, man, oh, my God, they're going to be fucking better when Al Davis is back. They're worse, man. They're worse. Matt Flynn, yeah, right. Dennis Allen, yeah, yeah, right. You know what, man? You should have fucking have Mark Tressman, who's a Chicago Bears, who's an ex-rated coach, coaching this goddamn team. This Boy Scout you have, eh, you know what, man. If Matt Phillips is going to be the quarterback of this goddamn team, you're going to see what's going to happen all year, man. Oh, man. Later. I love it, man. I love it. I love the passion, too, because, listen, man, this is our team. Um, it's going to be a little better, but there is who it is. And, you know, Tressman, I thought we could have picked him up a long time ago, not just last season. So uh, I like Tressman anyway, but here we go. Uh, we have who we are, Olsen. I don't have a lot of faith in that guy. I got to tell you the truth. I don't know. Dennis Allen, I, I don't understand his choices of coaches or Reggie's approval of these coaches. Uh, Lovey Smith, you know, why didn't we get him? Fisher, we had an opportunity at a time. So, listen, man, it's not my team. And I'm not riding Flynn's jockstrap. I just was at camp. I saw what he did. And he was one of those guys like Leinert. Leinert looked fabulous in camp. Put him in a game just like Flynn. He he loses his balls. They suck up into his pelvis. And, you know, he, he runs he runs two steps and falls down. This is the problem. We got Terrell Pryor now. This is the team. You're just gonna have to hang. And I don't know how many wins. Ride your Harley till we start winning. You'd be riding a long time, partner. <laughs> Love the passion. Call back, man. It'll get better. And next, and I knew he had to call in. I knew he couldn't hold on for much longer. My good brother, the Tempest of Tampa. Right a Mike. This guy knows his shit. Listen. Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Tampa, Florida. Um, I had to call you in the middle. I'm watching this uh 
game here on NFL Network with us in Chicago. I know you're out with the nation enjoying the game, but it's clear who the starter should be. I don't care about I don't first team, second team. Pryor is a born leader for our team. Matt Flynn is a freaking bum. He needs to sit on a bench and hold a clipboard. Uh, the team seems to have energy when Pryor gets to the game. The fans seem to have energy. And I just think that Pryor needs to be the starter now. There's no doubt. We, I know we have a quarterback controversy, and I know they're playing Matt Flynn more, but obviously he can't get it done. He couldn't get it done in Green Bay. And I was, well, I was saying Green Bay, I should say, because of Aaron Rodgers. But he couldn't get a great, get it done in Seattle, I should say. Couldn't even got beat out by Russell Wilson. If he was so good, he should have never even lost a starting job there if he was supposed to be decent. We overpaid this guy. We could have got probably at least two offensive linemen for what we paid him. So I just think I agree with Money Man spoken. It is time for Terrell Pryor to be the starter. It was obvious in this game after that first couple series that they had enough for him. It, it, it appeared at least on TV. I don't know if you guys were there at the game, but it appeared to me that they probably had enough. And I've seen enough with Pryor. He, he's the man. He's got to be the starter because if we leave Flynn in there, we may not even win but two, three games, if that, or none. But at least with Pryor, we could at least maybe win five or six games, I feel. So, uh, I don't know. I just had to call in. I know I haven't called in a while, but I know the nation's going to be off the hook going back and forth about this, but we got to go with Pryor. Raider Nation for life. Flynn is a bum. <laughs> There's going to be a sign somewhere in the Coliseum if he starts. Yeah, man, he's got feet of stone. He looked great in camp, but that's about it. I, You know, I, I got to tell you what I saw. But like you say, even there, being there, yeah, the crowd was up more when Pryor went in. And the team, I mean, you can't mistake that the team brought it up a few notches while he was there. You know, I just think that these players, I don't know, man. I think they like him. I don't, I don't know what the chemistry is, but it seems to me, and and Seattle's going to make a big difference. So we'll just have to see after the Seattle game. But so far, man, he's given our team the best chance. I got to agree. And Money Man has spoken is calling in. You can bet on it. <laughs> I hope he does. Thanks for the call, man. And next we have the Raiders Edge from Buffalo, New York. What is up, my man? How's it going in the Big East? Raider Greg, what's up? It's the Raiders Edge from Buffalo, New York. I haven't called in a while. Just been busy. Uh, Saturday morning, watched the the Bears preseason game last night, and uh, you know, wow, just getting our asses handed to us again. To no surprise, Dennis Allen just continues to prove that he, he's not head coach material. He, he's not ready for that. Can't do it. He doesn't adjust. Not until the back. Not until the backups come in from the other team. Uh, you know. They're, this team is looking, you know, Matt Flynn, he sucks. This team is looking for a reason not to put Terrell Pryor in. You know, I believe it's because Terrell Pryor was Al Davis's pick. Reggie McKenzie, you know, he cleaned house. Hayward Bay, Michael Huff, 
all these guys, all the L. Davis guys, got rid of them all. Um, you know, I just don't think they want him to be successful. You know, I really, I'm starting to think, and you can call me crazy, but I'm starting to think Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen might be egomaniacs. They want all the glory, all the credit for turning this team around with their coaches, their players, and that's why Matt Flynn's listed as a starting quarterback for the Raiders right now. They, you know, but Pryor goes on the field and he makes everyone a little bit better. He's an exciting player. You know, the fans are cheering. The fans are going to go to the game. Matt Flynn, motherfucker, looks like Matt Liner. He sucks. He he he's not in. He's not a leader. He's not in command. The guy sacked, picked, fumble. He sucks. He's horrible. Pryor goes in there, electrifying. I'm not saying the Raiders are going to go win no nine games with Terrell Pryor. I mean, they'd probably be no. I mean, it's probably still four and twelve, five and eleven team. You know, and mainly because of coaching. Unfortunately, you know, I, I just don't think this coaching staff is up to par. I don't. It's just not. This is not an NFL coaching staff. Uh, you know, Dennis Allen is not ready for this position. Tarver. You know, I like Tarver a little bit, but what, same shit. I'm seeing the same shit from last year. Same mistakes. You got to coach them up. They're not being coached up right. I don't think so. You know, I just Tarver might not be ready for the NFL level. You know, go back to college. Greg Olson, the new offensive coordinator, can't really judge him yet. You know, it's only been a couple preseason games, but his career hasn't been very good. No matter where he's been, that motherfucker's been in the NFL for 26 years, and he's only been on two winning teams. <laughs> so you tell me, you know what I mean? That guy is—he's had—he's not had much success in the NFL. This team is, as of right now, this is an expansion team. This is an expansion team in terms of talent, and we got fucking CFL coaches. That's how bad it is right now. I don't want to judge Reggie McKenzie. I, I hate to judge these guys so early in their careers, but it's just why is it when other teams suck and they have to rebuild and turn their team around, they do it so fast. The Falcons fucking blow. They go four and twelve, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, they hire a new GM, they hire a new head coach, and you know they draft Matt Ryan, and now they're fucking twelve and four every year in the playoffs every year. Why is it the Raiders? It's like, oh, we're rebuilding. We need to be patient. You have to have patience. We've been rebuilding for ten fucking years now. So I mean, why is it that the Rams? In the, in the late 90s, go 4-12 and 12, the next year, they get Kurt Warner, and they draft Torrey Holt, and they go to the fucking Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. Why is it that the other teams have these quick turnarounds, but the Raiders, it's excuse after excuse after excuse. Oh, yeah, we got new GM. Oh, we got new coaches. It takes time. It takes time. No. What the fuck? I'm sick of it. And you know, and I'm you know, Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen are they getting you know a lot of people in the press, and some fans are giving them a pass. Oh, they took over a disaster. Al Davis was a disaster. What the fuck is Reggie? Who is Reggie McKenzie brought in here? Who has he drafted? Who has he signed that has been on this team that has been fucking lights out? Nobody. Nobody. His top two picks from this year: DJ Hayden and Alec Watson haven't even played. Injured. You know, Tyler Wilson looked like a fucking high school quarterback. It's a joke. It's a joke. I'm telling you right now. If this fucking team is, and some people are saying 0 and 16, there's potential for the Raiders to go fucking 0 and 16. If this team wins one or two games, they gotta go. 
this is it. I mean, this is just, it's terrible. I mean, this is a joke. Mark Davis didn't even interview any other candidates for the GM position but Reggie McKenzie. Why? How do you not interview like fucking 20 different people? You know what I mean? Why do you just give it to Reggie McKenzie? You know, I don't know. I don't know. The future of this team, it just looks very bleak. This looks very dark with Dennis Allen as a head coach. You know, I, I'm just I just hope for a, a better tomorrow. I keep my fingers crossed for John Gruden. I'm out. Well, brother, I tell you, the way you lay it out is pretty interesting. I don't think that they're trying to submarine prior. I think that they need to win games, and they don't give a shit who it is. It could be the water boy that could throw the ball best. He would be the starter, and he will play. So I don't believe any controversy that way. I uh, I can't buy it because both Allen and our GM Reggie, they depend on wins. That's the bottom line. Everything else is bullshit, and that don't that doesn't take long to clear up. Trust me. Once you start smelling shit, you pretty much find out where it is, right? So, you know, I question the coaching hires. I question the coaching hires the first year. I think Allen underestimated how important your your coaching staff is, and I think he might have done it again with Olsen. And I don't know if that was him or Reggie. There could be (laughs) a big mistake. Yeah, Mark should have interviewed more people too. I thought Holmgren was a bomb of a choice to have here in Oakland. I think Holmgren would have been great, but they called him in late for some interview, if you guys remember, and then he took off. He said, no, thanks. So I'm sure he wanted to be the GM, and that was it. And so now Reggie's holding the bag, and I hope the bag is not the kind of bag you're taking with you while you're walking your dog, if you know what I mean. All we can really do, brother, is watch the season unfold, hope that there's a couple of cards up their sleeves that we haven't seen, and some real improvement on the team. I mean, all these guys are fighting for a job. That's all the coaches. Trust me, man. Nobody wants to see a loss. Nobody. Olsen, nobody, (laughs) including us. So let's just hope that there's more than we can see at this point. Uh, Cheer up, man. It's got to get better because we're already at the bottom. And next, out of Bakersfield, we have the Aztec Raider. What's up, Aztec? Hey, what's up, Raider Greg? This is uh, Aztec Raider calling you out of Bakersfield, California. Wanted to call and talk a little bit about the game last night. Um, I wanted to sleep sleep on it before I called you, man. Just went off on a tangent, but you know, even after sleeping on it, man, I'm still fucking pissed off about that defense. I'm mad about the quarterback situation. Uh, after Valdir went down, I fucking knew it. I knew that this shit was gonna happen, and I was I was never a prior fan. I was never a Flynn fan. I just wanted the best quarterback to start for the Oakland Raiders and give us the best opportunity to win and last night it proved it was leaps and bounds you can't even you can't say Fling can be the starter for this team you just can't you can't look at this fucking offensive line 
and put him behind that garbage and think that he's going to do some shit. He ain't going to do nothing. You saw it last night. He went two for fucking some shit for 19 yards and two interceptions. In a half. He did that shit in a half. I'm, I, I, I don't think Pryor is, is a, a great QB by any means of the imagination, but that kid gives us the best chance to win. And if DA does not start Pryor fucking game one, I'm going to lose a lot of confidence in DA. I'm going to lose a lot of confidence in Reggie. This whole organization, I'm just going to start questioning shit because it just doesn't fucking make sense to start Flynn. All right, man. This is, um, this is Ask Take Raider, and I'm fucking out. That's true. And so we shall see. You know, this is the test of the coaching staff and the general manager. Hey, man, you don't know if you got a champion until you have one. Um, lots of questions. Few answers. We'll have to see, man. Got to see when they start playing football. We'll talk about it then. But, you know, the Raiders, the Raider fan base ain't stupid. So, you know, it's not like we're not seeing what we're seeing. Just got to wait and see, brother. That's it. And next, we have a frustrated and understandably upset <laughs> Raider fan from Central Illinois, Raider Matt. What is up? It's Raider Matt from Southern Illinois. This is the second time I've watched the game. I've cussed, I've kicked, I've yelled, I've scratched my head a lot. Got one question. Any reason we don't see Terrell Pryor as our starter? I see Flynn on the field again. I'm going to hang myself. Come on. Let's go, Raider Nation. Let's not have any hangings over Matt Flynn, brother. Trust me, it's not going to be worth it ever. Uh, even losing a, a minute of sleep over Flynn, it ain't worth it either, Padna. So don't worry. I think they're going to start prior in this game, and then we'll see. Hey, man, you got to say this. The season's exciting for one reason or another. Uh, you you got to stay in touch because things are changing very fast here on the Oakland Raiders. Thanks for the call, man. Don't worry. Everything will be fine, I hope. And next, from the great state of Kentucky, Raider Cotta. What's up, man? Hey, this is Raider Carter calling from Kentucky. Just want to say I watched a little bit of the game last night when we took on the Bears. First string is not adding up to be anything worth a shit. I really think Flynn is not going to be the answer. The way our uh, old line's looking is he's going to get probably a concussion, I figure, or just knock clean out by game two. And I'm really thinking after watching last night, I know it wasn't the Bears' first string, but I'm thinking Pryor's just going to – we just got to play Pryor this year, and I really have no – no qualms about that whatsoever. I think he's pretty good at go, and I think the numbers he's done a lot better than Flynn has. Flynn has not done one single thing. And as usual, it's nothing uh, like seeing an X-Raider, Michael Bush, just totally eat us alive. That was no – that one 10-yard run he had, I didn't see anyone even make an attempt to try and tackle him. I was like, well, here's our OD, same as the new D. And I'm figuring this year we probably won't be too good, but I really got no qualms about it. You know, I'm not too pissed. I'm just uh, – I want to see the Raiders play – you know, if we have a sucky season, so what? So be it. That's how it goes. And uh, after watching that game last night, I realized that we were just a joke across the board. And until we start having other people, like, competing with us, it's just going to be – not only are we not going to be bad, but the rest of the whole squads are not going to be bad. So 
Uh, keep the faith. You know, it's preseason. We're not looking too hot, but nah, who cares? So what? It's you know, it's football season. Thank you so much for everything you guys do. I appreciate it day in and day out, and just thank you for keeping uh, the Raider Nation alive for all of us. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you both, y'all. Appreciate it. Raider Nation for life. Keep it real. Raiders forever. Peace. This guy has got it right. Now, you know, we can get pissed. He's pissed. But, you know, you can't do much about it, really. And you got to just ride it out. I think it's going to get better. Pryor's going to start. I think our offensive line will get better as the season goes on. And we're going to be able, we're going to, be able to watch some football and hopefully win some games and have some great plays and have some moments. You know what? It's going to be happening whether we want to or not. Let's hope for the best because that's what we can do, man. And if it doesn't turn out, well, you know what? Got to wait till next draft and see what happens then. Thanks for the call, man. Great perspective, by the way. And thank you so much for the props. I mean, it, it makes us feel good. We're reaching out and touching some fans out there. Uh, thanks for the props, brother. And next we have Raider Sith. Uh, he's a little upset, as, you know, most of us are. But like I said, man, it took me a couple days to get over it. <laughs> I think we have to. What's up, brother? Hello, Raider Nation. Raider Greg. This is Raider Gorkali, a.k.a. Raider Sid, coming back after watching the game yesterday and disappointed the hell out of myself from the first team defense and the offense and and overall everything but the special teams. I did have high hopes out of this team, but coming out of the scrimmage yesterday, I wasn't impressed at all the way McLaughlin and Flynn played. Um was highly impressed by Trier, Trial Pryor. And uh, I think in order for us to move forward from where we are at today, we do need to improve our O-line and kind of shape up and mold the D-line. Um, the Bear just, their, their running backs just ran the counters out of um, our D-line, fooled everybody multiple times, and our D-line just kind of stood there looking confused. Um, on the bright side, you know, we had a TP2, no longer a TP6, TP2 plane, uh, great yesterday, um, and I was excited to see Hayden play for the first time. Uh, he was physical, he ran with the big wide receivers and dominated them uh, pretty much single-handedly. Um, so, uh, well, as the season moves forward, I hope to see something develop out of TP2. Um, but um, originally, I had high expectations out of Matt Flynn, especially since he was treated like Aaron Rodgers was in Green Bay you know, with a backup background. Um, and uh, does have a lot of knowledge about the game, but um, unlike Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't have um, the command and um, the incentive to take charge of the team. Um, that's about it for me. Uh, let's see what we can do next week against uh, the Sea Chickens, and uh, this is Raider Gorkali signing out. Peace. Raider Gorakami, man, you got to just relax. I mean, you know, Terrell Pryor will start. We'll see if we get some excitement going. The defense needs to seal the edge, that's for sure. Big-time missing component. 
I mean, those assignments were missed left and right. That's why they got so many yards on the outside. Uh, Michael Bush, you know, doing his thing. I wish we could have kept him. I like Bush, man. Good player, no doubt. Gashed us pretty good. So, you know, we'll see. Got a team. We got to make a team out of these guys. Very young. We're just starting out, fellas. I know. I feel you. And next, my brother. We go to the games. We share some beverages. Good dude. Crazy fan. The Bandito. Juan Jorge, what's up? What's up, Raider Greg? This is Bandito calling in. And basically, I just wanted to elaborate on what I said last time I called in. And that was to start prior. Last week versus the Saints, he didn't have as good of a performance as he did versus the Bears. But now that we saw what he can do versus the Bears with the first-team offense, I mean, it has to be prior. The Raider Nation will be furious, outraged, if it's Flynn. Prior just lit the Coliseum on fire. I mean, it, it, it was a beautiful thing to see. Um, you know, I asked him at the Commitment to Excellence Center when I met him back in March. I asked him, um, I, I said, hey, Terrell, will you be our starting quarterback this year? And you expect any player, athlete that's competing to say, of course. You expect them uh, to think the, the utmost hi highly of themselves, uh, you expect them uh, to say, you bet your damn ass right that I am going to start. But you know what? I was actually very, very shocked by his response. He said, if I beat the politics, I will. And I thought about that. If I beat the politics, if I beat the politics, think about it for a second. Well, Terrell, you are beating the politics, and you're making it very, very hard right now for Dennis Allen and Reggie and company to keep Flynn in the starting QB1 for the Raiders. So it's time for Pryor. It's time to do it now because if the first home game that we have, if Flynn's our quarterback, I mean, the one little thing that goes wrong for Flynn, the crowd is just going to let the coaching staff have it. It's time to put in Pryor. It's time to put him in now. I mean, the guy is just electric, and, and as shoddy as our offensive line is, I think it's a great time to put him in because he can move around, make things happen with his feet. He's gotten better as a passer, in my opinion, and the fact that he is mobile and the fact that he can tuck it and run, guess what? That's only going to help McFadden. It's only going to help Marcel Reese. It's only going to help this offense. And guess what? It's only going to help our defense. The best defense is a really, really good offense. Now, I don't know how good our offense can be, but I do know that with Pryor, we will have a lot of time of possession, meaning that the defense will get a lot of rest and come in fresh, and we need as much help as we can on defense. And the best help we can give them right now um, is less time on the field. So if our offense can sustain drives, move the chains, I think we'll be okay on defense, even though, you know, we have 
a weak defensive line um, thus far. So we'll see on that end, but it's time to start prior. It's time to start now. All right, Reyes, Bandito, I'm out. I believe that's where we're going, man. I I think that's the direction, but we'll see, man. Seahawks or the Seacocks. That's no joke. They are top-tier defense. We're going to see what Terrell Pryor has or has not. We'll also see wide receivers. It's not all about him. We got a lot to look at. That's just one component. Thanks for the call, brother. The passion, you know. And next, my very good brother, Obi-Wan Raider. What's up, Raider Nation? Obi-Wan Raider here calling in from Houston, Texas. What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? Glad you guys are back on the air. Uh, Some quick thoughts on the game on Friday from the Chicago Bears versus the Oakland Raiders. Matt Flynn sucks balls. When he did have time, he couldn't make anything happen. Uh, I don't know what the hell is going on. I thought he might be the quarterback for us, but I'm really starting to think that the quarterback for us is going to be Al Davis's last and final pick, Terrell Pryor. Pryor looked real good out there, made some good decisions for the most part. Had one or two decisions I'm, I'm sure he would like to have back. But, I mean, he looked good with his legs. He looked good with his arm. I understand what Allen was trying to do. I know it pissed off a lot of Raider fans, them pulling prior. It pissed me off, too. But after I, the game was over and I thought about it, Allen was trying to see. I think he knows in his mind Flynn's not going to be the starter. Pryor's going to be the starter. And I think he threw him a glowing in there to see if maybe he could be the backup. Then it would be battling between him and Flynn. I'd be really surprised if Pryor is not the starter come the first game of the week when we play against the Colts. Uh, at any rate, go Raider Nation. Um, hopefully the preseason is just an aberration and the, re- the regular season comes off strong. One quick point before I go, DJ Hayden, yeah, he got burned at one time, but the kid looks good in run support, looks good in pass uh, defense, and he's not afraid to stick his helmet in the air. He reminds me of a young Charles Woodson. Hopefully we got another diamond in the rough. All right, Obi-Wan Raider out. Go Raiders. Those are all very good points, man. So, you know, we can only look at the uh, real games of the season. Our first game will show us who we are, who we who we could be, even perhaps where we might be going. So this next game, though, is going to show a lot. The defense of the Seacocks. It's brutal. We'll see how we fare. And I hope we don't get any injuries. This is my biggest concern. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have the Desert Raider. Deep in the IE, the Inland Empire, the Desert. What's up, man? What up, Raider Randy, Raider Greg, and the Raider Nation? This is Desert Raider. I'm deep in the IE. Well, we all saw what went on. And uh, needless to say... Offensive and defensive lines need to nut it up, man. You guys need to fucking figure it out because uh, I don't give a fuck what quarterback you got back there. They're, they're not going to make it. 
You know, and speaking of quarterbacks, you know, I feel I feel bad for Flynn. I really do because he just does not have a chance back there. You know, he is he is not as mobile as prior, and he needs he needs time to to throw the ball, to figure it out, to read the defense, to do all that stuff that a pocket quarterback fucking does, and he just doesn't have the time for it. So at this point, I think Pryor's the man. I think uh, uh, Money Man has spoken right uh, would agree with that. So, uh, you know, one more preseason game, and I know we're not supposed to play our starters, but, you know, we still haven't figured out who the QB is going to be. So put them out there. Let's see what happens, you know. So uh, let's figure it out. Let's get some fucking wins. Let's, let's compete. All right? Come on, Raiders. Don't listen to the fucking media. We may look like a 30-second piece-of-shit team in the league, but you know what? You don't have to play that way. Let's go, Raiders! This is Desert Raider. Out! They're not playing that way. They're playing pretty strong, tough, and they're playing for 60 minutes, and there's a lot of positive vibe on this team, man. There's no quit. There's a lot of dog here and a lot of angry dog, I'm sure. We have just seen the beginning of it. I think the Sea Chickens will show this defense and the offense what it takes to get there. I think this contest will be a good lesson in heart. Our team better come out just frothing at the mouth or it's going to be a long day. Uh, but they need it. They need this game. Thank you for the call, brother. I appreciate it. Well, that's going to do it for this show. We got the Seacocks coming around the corner. Tough contest for this team. They better be ready, like I said, man. They better come out frothing at the damn mouth and mean and lean and fighting machines. I just want to see a contest. I want to see fighting. I want to see scrapping until the last second of the game. I mean, that's all I need to compete, man. Compete and no give up. I want to see the junkyard dog in the stadium. Let's hope that's how it rolls. Uh, we'll see, man, because it's coming up soon. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs> <laughs>